At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Rush Hour. I am Danny Burke, your host, and we are live out of the Bet River Sportsbook just outside of Chicago, in Des Plaines, Illinois, to be exact, at the Rivers Casino, specifically in the Bet River Sportsbook. And we are excited for tonight's show because we got Scott Spritzer, and he's a great gambler out in Las Vegas, and he'll give us his thoughts on some NFL this upcoming week, college football, too. We'll kind of go all over the place in terms of football betting with Scott in about 15 minutes. And then we'll welcome on in a half hour, Ryan Rothstein. He's been on the past couple of weeks, host of the Philly City Cast, partnered with Bet Rivers. We'll get his reaction to how he thinks the Eagles did this past week. What he's thinking looking forward to Monday night football as the Eagles are taking on the Dallas Cowboys. A general outlook of the NFC East with those updated odds. The Eagles odds to make the playoffs, updated win total and much more. So plenty to get to with Ryan when he comes on at about a half hour. And it is the middle of the week, so we'll talk about some of those midweek movements and some of the futures that have been impacted. Even though it is early, we're going to continue to update these weekly because it's really cool, in my opinion, to see these getting altered so frequently, and it really gives you such a good opportunity to jump in at the right time. So plenty to jump into, speaking of which, tonight in Rush Hour. We can start with some of the bigger news in the NFL before we get to the midweek movement. Um, Justin Fields officially named starter for the Chicago Bears this Sunday. Now, this isn't necessarily shocking because based on what head coach Matt Nagy was saying at the beginning of the week, it really seemed like Andy Dalton wasn't going to be 100%. There was a lot of whens and ifs, and 
you know, to me, if Andy Dalton wasn't going to be 100%, then for sure it was going to be Justin Fields, just an excuse to start the kid. And again, you know, there is some, I don't know, you're not 100% comfortable with Justin Fields, right? I mean, you saw him have those mental blocks in the game against the Bengals. You saw him throw the interception, but he did have a lot of pros at the same time. He has the higher ceiling. It's just that there's a lot of volatility potentially with Justin Fields in the highs are the things he's capable of doing that Andy Dalton isn't, which is his mobility and just throwing the ball down the field and bringing so much firepower. The cons are the mental game, the false starts, the bad decisions, those little things that he'll eventually work out those kinks, but doing it on the road against the Browns for his first career start may be tough. So it's going to be fun to see what Justin Fields can produce. And that kind of correlates with our midweek movements, though, which we're going to start off here on this Wednesday. So typically what we do in this spot is just let you know what the biggest line movements have been in the NFL, whether it's the spreads or the totals in the middle of the week as of this point. And, well, we might as well get started with that Bears and Browns game because in a lot of shops, this one actually opened as high as nine and a half in favor of the Cleveland Browns. Total opened about 47. Now you've actually seen a dip in terms of the spread. We saw that go to seven and a half yesterday, then seven. But what we just got late movement with is the total even more so. 45 and a half is what we're seeing. I know we got 46 and a half up there, but this is just happening right now down even to 45 and a half. And we talked about this yesterday and I talked about this on the Chicago City Cast, the podcast that I do. Again, you know, uh, we're having Ryan Rossi on later who does the Philly one. I do the Chicago one. And I was saying this has the makings to be a game that really is advantageous toward the under. Because this Browns team is banged up offensively. Baker Mayfield with the shoulder. Jarvis Landry is out. Yes, you're getting OBJ back probably. But again, first game back in quite some time. And when you look at the what else they have offensively, it's Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So they want to implement the run. But simultaneously, the Bears' best part of their defense is stopping the run. So that's going to wind down some of the clock. That's going to limit the offensive production out of Cleveland. And then you look at the Bears, and yes, there's the instability with the quarterback. You don't know what to make out of what Justin Fields can produce. And even if he does well enough against the secondary in Cleveland, that's not that great. Well, you're assuming the Bears' offensive line is going to have a tough test against uh, Jadavian Clowney, against Miles Garrett and company. That defensive interior in Cleveland is solid, so David Montgomery may have a long day as well, and certainly Justin Fields will. So I think the under was a great spot here. I was hoping it was going to get the 47 because the 46 and a half is what we we're seeing. But instead it went down to 45 and a half. And I, I don't feel too bad about missing it. And I understand the movement as I've obviously just alluded to. But I think the first half total still is the better option here under 23 and a half because you've seen the Bears defense do better in the first half in the first two games. And the offense has been a little bit slower to get out and ahead. So I think first half total is still where your value lies now if you're looking to bet the under for the Bears and the Browns. But again, that's where the movement was. Spread as high as nine and a half in some spots, coming down to seven in total from 47, now all the way down to 45 and a half in Cleveland between the Browns and the Bears. But let's continue on. Let's talk Bengals. Let's talk Steelers. This one, we've even seen some late movement as well because the Steelers open about four and a half. Total was 45 and a half. Total is now dipped down to 44 so about a point and a half difference to the under and the Steelers were laying four up to about you know just recently as well and I know my graphics department is going to kill me but we're, we're seeing these late movements now it's down to three here in favor of Pittsburgh so the movement keeps coming in keeps coming in on Cincinnati and we talked about this yesterday 
Okay, and that's why I bet the Bengals because one, I think it's a very favorable spot for them, and two, we figured the line was going to move, and we've seen that tremendous line movement now occur because the Bengals are the healthier team in this spot, whereas Pittsburgh is just banged up all over the place. And also, even if they were healthy, Pittsburgh hasn't done anything outstanding in the two games. That would give me any confidence for laying four points with them against this Bengals team that has been able to hang with obviously the Vikings when they won and then the Bears coming back in the second half. This is a division game and this is a game the Bengals can win outright. But instead of doing that on the money line, which is now plus 145, that I just took the four yesterday and now you're catching it at three. So we've seen some big movement also with that noon slot between Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Let's go ahead and keep it going uh, with the Bucks and the Rams here. So this is going to be one of the highlighted games naturally of the day. And Los Angeles opening up as a two-point favorite in various shops. Total open 54. The total is ticked up to 55 and a half, and I'm sure it's going to get even higher because the public's going to love to bet the over in this game. But the spread we saw flip from the Rams minus two now to Tampa Bay minus one and a half. So people starting to trust Tom Brady a little bit more so over Matt Stafford. Now we have heard the latest news. Antonio Brown, he will be missing the game because of COVID-related issues. I, not that I've heard that it's affected anything else on the team. But this Buccaneers team is so deep that really it's not going to be that big of an, of an impact if it's just A.B. being absent because he really wasn't utilized against the Falcons last week and he didn't need to be. Now that was a different story in week one against the Cowboys and of course it would help out against the Rams. But look, this Bucks team is so deep and this could be a very good spot for them to control the time of possession with their ground game. Yeah, Ronald Jones really hasn't done anything great and you know Leonard Fournette has been sufficient but the Rams' run defense has really not been that solid. I mean, look at or look at what happened in Week One. David Montgomery was able to take advantage of them, and then even this past week, Los Angeles was a little bit liable against the run. And I think that's where Tampa Bay is going to have their advantage: is controlling that ground game to where you know Henderson with the Rams is a little bit banged up. The Bucks still have a great defense, but the Rams' secondary is their strong suit. So maybe Tampa Bay looks to slow it down control the time of possession, and that gives them the advantage in this game, hence why we're seeing the movement go toward the GOAT and the rest of the squad in Tampa Bay now up to minus one and a half where originally they were catching two. And again, the movement, we've seen a point and a half to the over, 54 up to 55 and a half. I'm not in love with that idea. I get why people would like to bet it. You're just seeing two powerhouse offenses that you imagine because the Rams obviously have a lot of talent with their receivers, and you know, maybe Matt Stafford's going to be forced to throw the ball a lot more because of this good run defense that Tampa Bay has and because of their injuries in that spot. But at the end of the day, I think this is more of a time-controlling game by Tampa Bay, and they do have the slight advantage in this spot So agree with the movement in terms of the spread going toward the Buccaneers. Then another spot that uh, we, we forgot to talk about this one in Teaser Tuesday, and honestly, I, I'm not even mad that it happened. But this is obviously a perfect teaser spot with Minnesota and Seattle because the Vikings are the short home dog catching plus one and a half. You tease them up six, gets you through the key number of three and seven. But my producer and I were talking about it. And, you know, I was I think this is the most this is just the top of the list in terms of a stay away game. Right. But first, before I get into that, let me square your way with where we saw these odds move. Seattle opened up as about a point favorite. Uh, now they're kind of up to minus one and a half, minus two in that range. It's been going back and forth, but minus two is what we saw. And the total went from 56 down to about 55 and a half. The 
this is a game that's going to keep going back and forth and back and forth. And it hasn't been anything that's been substantial in terms of the movement, per se, but it's been notable. And that's because both of these teams, again, are the most frustrating teams to bet on. Now, Minnesota is, is just a squad that loses the games they shouldn't. Arguably, they should be 2-0, right? I mean, if Dalvin Cook doesn't fumble against the Cincinnati Bengals, if their kicker does not miss the kick that they always seem to do, then we're having a completely different conversation about Minnesota. We're talking about a completely different line in this game, but that's not what happened because it's Minnesota, and they seem to get shafted every single week. But on the other side with Seattle, yeah, maybe they're a little bit more talented offensively, just a little bit more. But, you know, you give the edge to Russell Wilson, but receiving-wise, I mean, Lockett, DK, Thielen, Jefferson, and now Osborne's coming about, and Delvin Cook. I, this has the makings for a lot of points, even though you've seen it dip from 56 to 55 and a half. But this is so tough with the spread. And even if you want to tease it up, I still think you could be in trouble because of the high volatility that we could see. I don't trust any of these teams. Seattle loses games that they should win, and they do the opposite. I mean, they probably should have closed it out against Tennessee last week. And again, Minnesota has had their two opportunities to do the same, but they've just refused to do it. So I think this is the top of the list of a stay-away game, but the movement has gone towards Seattle a little bit as they're taking on Minnesota on the road. So that's going to wrap it up for our midweek movements. We'll keep talking about some more NFL action later, but we got some of the futures that have been updated at this point in the week. But let's bring on Scott Spreitzer next. Let's talk a little bit of college football and NFL here on Rush Hour. He'll give you the best play. Stick around. It is Rush Hour here on Wednesday on VEASAN Esports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, well, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. The Chicago City Cast, hosted by myself, the Detroit Philadelphia with Ryan Rossi, who will be joining us a little bit later in the show. And the Pittsburgh City Casts are up and running with five new episodes every single week. Subscribe to your local City Cast wherever you get your podcast and get fixated from the local betting perspective. Okay, welcome back to it. It is Rush Hour right here on Decent the Sports Betting Network. It's time to talk a little bit of college football and we'll put in some NFL there as well. Scott Spritzer, Vegas sports analyst and pro better joining us now. He knows all the goods when it comes to betting on the gridiron. So, Scott, we appreciate you making some time. I know I'm sure it's a busy week with getting all your handicapping into place heading in to the weekend. But uh, I did want to start with college, as I mentioned, because this slate is honestly pretty entertaining. And, you know, like week two, for example, really wasn't that great, in my opinion. Last week had some spots. But this week seems to be gaining a lot more interest. And one of those games in particular is Clemson and NC State. Now, currently at Bet Rivers, we see Clemson as a nine and a half point favorite, total at about 47 and a half. This is, seems just like such a perplexing spot for a lot of people because Clemson hasn't done that well as of this point. Maybe it's a buy low spot on them. So it's kind of, you know, you're on one side or the other of the spectrum. Which side are you leaning toward for Clemson and NC State? Yeah, Danny, I, I do believe it's a buy low spot on Clemson and you know, you look at them, they got four straight spread losses. You got a lot of people jumping off the Tiger ship so far. As far as their offense is concerned, they survived against Georgia Tech. Offense not as potent as what we've been, you know, used to over the years. But that Clemson defense is simply nasty. And, and also, by the way, that offense is going to go up against an NC State banged up defense. But, you know, Brad Powers, I believe it was, I saw on Twitter, uh, reminded us that Clemson was a 19-point favorite this summer in this game and while you have to make adjustments as the season progresses how teams look throughout their first few games I get that but I think it's been over adjusted I still power rate Clemson 13 points better than NC State in this particular setting 
And I'm not getting excited over NC State wins over South Florida and Furman. Uh, the offense was one-dimensional in their 14-point defeat to Mississippi State. They could not run the ball at all. And I think that Clemson defense is going to shut NC State down, and Clemson will find a way to win by 14 to 17 points. Yeah, and that's why this one's going to be so fun to watch because I think it's going to be one of two things. We either find out how Clemson really is or we can see that there are going to be these by-low spots on teams early on, and Clemson certainly could be one of them laying nine in the hook against NC State. But, Scott, another game that a lot of people are going to have their eyes on is coming here in the Chicagoland area at Soldier Field, Notre Dame and Wisconsin. The Badgers up to a six-point favorite. Totals at 46. You mentioned Brad Powers. He was on another VEASAN show the other night, and I saw he was all over Wisconsin in this game. I think Wisconsin gets the job done personally, but the spread seems to be getting a little out of hand. How do you figure this one goes down? Yeah, Danny, I think that at this point, with this spread where it is, Wisconsin is still the play. You know, Malusi has been a workhorse. He's been running the ball extremely well. If you look at the last couple of the games, you're talking about, you know, 352 yards rushing by this team on 55 carries against Eastern Mish. And then, you know, they ran for a buck 74 and held Penn State to 50 in that game they lost. I know they had to run the ball almost 60 times to get to 174 yards, but they stuck with their game plan. And if not for four scoreless trips inside the Penn State 25 and you know, three scoreless trips inside the 10, uh, they go on to win that football game. And we're talking about Wisconsin being really talked about in the mix for a potential playoff spot. Uh, they had a 42 minutes time of possession in that game against Penn State. So Whiskey kind of shot themselves in the foot repeatedly in that game. Uh, Dame is not winning the line of scrimmage right now. As you know, Danny, so I side with Wisconsin in this one. I think if it's less than seven, Wisconsin's the play. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think it's going to be a fun one and close, and I'll probably wait for some in-game, but I do think Wisconsin gets the job done because you're right. I mean, if they played a little bit better, took advantage of those red zone opportunities against the Nittany Lions, we're having a completely different discussion regarding this Wisconsin team coming off the bye week, taking on Notre Dame in a neutral side field. All right, last college game we will get into, Scott, then we'll talk some NFL. This game is getting a lot of attention, it seems, especially from a lot of the VEASAN staff. Uh, Texas A&M and Arkansas, the Razorbacks catching five in the hook, total at 48, and everybody seems to be in love with Arkansas in this spot. Is that the side you're leaning with as well against the Aggies? I'm kind of looking the other way. I like the under most of all in this game. You know, I, I was looking at, like, last year's meeting, for instance, and you'll recall it was 42-17 to A&M, and then they kind of – now, kind of let things go a little bit, kind of slow things down a little bit. You saw Arkansas get a couple of touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and there were 73 points scored in that football game. I certainly think that this one is going to be a lower-scoring game. Uh, but as far as the side is concerned, listen, they're laying half a point less than Texas, as A&M right now was just a couple of weeks ago. It's not at Arkansas. It is uh, at Jerry's World. And it's a situation where I think A&M is going to be able to slow down Arkansas's ground game. And if they are able to do that, then Arkansas has to throw the ball a little bit more than they want to. Also, I believe the Yaggies are good enough on offense and game managed well enough to where they'll let their defense win games for them. So as far as the side, it's a lean towards A&M, but I like the under a little bit more than the side here. Okay, so look toward the under, and we're seeing the total at about 48 for Texas A&M and Arkansas. Scott, we got a few minutes left. Let's talk some NFL for week three. And speaking of good slates, this is a very good one. And it starts with a game involving the Patriots and the Saints. I feel like a lot of people are confused on which way to go in this game because you saw what happened with the Saints after they dismantled the Packers. 
And then at the same time, a lot of people are unsure if you can fully trust Mac Jones and the Patriots, but the spread indicates that you can at least somewhat. They're a three-point favorite is New England at home with a short total here at 42. Which head coach do you trust more? Which quarterback do you trust more between New England and New Orleans? Well, I tell you what, you're right, because it's tough to judge the Saints. I mean, I thought their week one win was obviously more about where Green Bay was between the years at the time. And I thought their week two loss was all about that Carolina defensive front. The thing about Belichick and the reason I trust him more in this spot, you've got a defense that really knows how to prepare for both inexperienced or rookie quarterbacks, as we saw last week, forcing four picks against Wilson. And what they do is they... They use plenty of movement by a linebacker or a safety, and they start before the snap, and they really disguise their blitz as well. Well, Jameis Winston is not a young quarterback, but he tries to fit the ball in way too much when things get a little bit antsy, a little bit panicky. And so I think Belichick will have the defensive scheme for Jameis Winston to force him into a couple of mistakes. The look-ahead line was pick him. I get it. The line's now three, but I still side with the Pats in this one. All right, let's talk Seahawks and Vikings. Personally, I am not touching this one with a 10-foot pole because I don't trust either team, but could be a good teaser spot here. Seahawks laying one and a half, and if you tease up the Vikings catching the one in the hook, get you through the two key numbers of three and seven. Total scout we're seeing at 55 and a half. What's your angle up in Minnesota? You know, I was shooting a show earlier today at a sports book, and I was talking to the sports book director and, and was talking about all the possibilities for two-team teasers. And I love two-team teasers in the NFL. There's a whole bunch of opportunities this week. And as you mentioned, this one certainly fits the bill, being able to tease it up over seven if you like Minnesota in this spot. You know, Mike Zimmer did nothing but cover the spread a few years ago, and that's not the case any longer. He's on the hot seat despite, you know, losing two games on two plays. Uh, the defense is healthy, but they got to face this up-tempo attack, and they didn't do so well with one last week. you got the new-look Seahawks offense, and they're also, by the way, 16-5 and five against the number off a home loss. What I noticed about Seattle when they're off a home loss, they get real busy on the defensive end. They've held those 21 opponents to 16 points per game. And after what happened last week late in the game, losing that contest, I think you'll see defensive adjustments. So it is a must-win for the Vikings. It's also a must-win for Seattle. You can't drop to one and two in that division. I like Seattle a little bit in this one. I also think it stays under. Scott, we got about 30 seconds. I'm really interested in your thoughts with the Packers and the 49ers. Green Bay catching three and a half off of their win against the Lions. But Aaron Rodgers has struggled out in the West Coast. Do you think he struggles again? I, I think they're going to find a way to at least hang the number if you can get more than three here. The Niners, you know, they haven't faced a top-notch team yet. The defense played well, except for late in the fourth against the, the Lions. They've covered just five of the last 26 as home chalk. And, you know, if you look at them, I know they only allowed two passes of more than 13 yards last week, but they're drawing Rodgers in this particular game. And if you blitz Jimmy G, well, he's not too hot. He was 0-3 when blitzed last week. Doesn't complete a lot of passes beyond 10 yards through the air. I think Green Bay gets them this week. Bam, Scott Spritzer, ladies and gentlemen, rifling through some college and NFL action for this upcoming weekend. You can follow him on Twitter, at Scott Wins. And Scott, we appreciate it, and I look forward to catching up with you throughout the uh, upcoming football season with plenty of college and NFL. Best of luck this week. Sounds good. Same to you, man. Thanks. Scott Spritzer, once again, at Scott Wins on Twitter. Great coverage all around with college and NFL. We'll keep it going with the NFL next here on Rush Hour. How about Ryan Rothstein, host of the Philadelphia City Cast? He will be hopping on for a few minutes. And look, we'll talk about his Eagles. They didn't get the job done this past week, but is there still high hopes for this team in the NFC East? 
their odds to win the division, updated win total, upcoming game on Monday night against their division foe Dallas. We'll talk all things about that with Ryan Nax. Plus, we're going to update some of those futures toward the end of the show. Plenty more to come here this hour on Rush Hour. Stick around. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. You can do that by starting your VSN free trial today to get full access to all of our sports betting experts, which include 24 7 video streaming daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every single game, plus you get full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's V-S-I-N.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live here in the Chicagoland area at the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Rivers Casino and joining us now speaking of Bet Rivers how about host of the Philadelphia City cast presented by Bet Rivers it's Ryan Rossi joining us at Wise Rye is where you can catch him on the tweets all right Ryan we were talking about your beloved Eagles last week and you certainly had some enthusiasm with them and I know you did even before the season they're coming off kind of in I don't want to call it an ugly loss but maybe more so of a boring loss right I mean there wasn't that much offense as we saw in week one your thoughts on what we saw from Philadelphia in week two and, you know, how is that going to translate further on and especially this upcoming week? Uh, frustrating would be a word that I would use to describe week two, Danny. It's, um, but, you know, and, and I said this on you know, one of my early episodes this week on the Philadelphia City cast that, you know, the, the narrative after week one, you and I joked, well, the parade down Broad Street after the surprising win, uh, NFC East champs, NFC champs, get ready for the Super Bowl, completely ridiculous and overhyped. And now week two, people want to do the pick one. Like, which team are they? And I say, they're, they're both. Like, I was expecting some ups and downs this year. I think I was just being optimistic that they would continue on the right path after week one. That wasn't the case. Uh, I was disappointed in, in the play calling, the execution. They were just inconsistent, sloppy, uh, like you said, a boring, ugly game. I think the only positive out of that game is the way the defense played. Uh, certainly an opportunity to win it, and they didn't, they didn't capitalize. It was, it was a disappointing loss, but I think one that the fans have to understand more, more are coming. There's going to be some surprises, and there's going to be some, uh, some disappointments. At the end of the day, I think that puts them in a position to, to win the NFC least. Yeah, and speaking of the NFC least, how about the updated odds, Ryan? Courtesy of Bet Rivers, Dallas is the favorite, minus 177. Washington fell to plus 350. Uh, the Eagles now at plus 550, and the Giants are catching double digits. They are 10 to 1. Has anything changed in how you would handicap who's going to be coming up on top of this division by the end of the year? I, I like the Eagles again. Like, like you and I talked about it last week when the odds shifted from five to one to three to one. I said I'm not a fan of three to one. I don't think that's something you should make a bet on. Now five to one plus five fifty. 
that's enticing because once again, my, my thought stays the same. This division is completely up for grabs. And I think I, I've seen enough from the Eagles that they'll be able to at least compete. Uh, and it all starts this, this week in the Monday night matchup against Dallas in the uh, cliche measuring stick game, Danny. Oh, absolutely. It, look, it's fun to get these division games early on. I feel like it just means it's going to be even more of a roller coaster, kind of like we saw with Detroit and Green Bay on Monday night. And now we're getting the Eagles and Cowboys on Monday night. And look, Dallas is getting a little bit of the love early on in the spread. Minus three and a half up to minus four is what the Cowboys are laying. Minus 190 on the money line. Philly's catching plus 165. Total is ticked up barely 51 and a half up to 52. Your early thoughts here, are the Eagles going to be able to contain this Cowboys offense? Because let's be honest, if the Eagles can do something offensively themselves, it's probably going to be able to do it against this Cowboys defense that is not only not that great, but has taken a hit with the injury to Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, absolutely. And you look at, you know, I mentioned the Eagles defense. Only two games, but they're essentially top five in all of the key statistical defensive categories. I know it's Atlanta and San Francisco. You know, nothing special, better than Atlanta, but verdict is still out on San Francisco's offense uh, compared to the rest of the league. But we'll see if that defense is legit or a little bit uh, smoke and mirrors. I like the defense, but Brandon Graham going down for the year is a huge loss. So I'm curious to see how, how that impacts things. This is a guy that hasn't missed a game to injury since 2011. He's a leader on the field and off it. Uh, and that defensive line is one of the strong suits going into the season. They just lost a key member for the year. How does that impact things? And then they're also without uh, all-pro Brooks on the offensive line, not for the season, but for at least three weeks on the IR with a pec strain. Uh, so those are two key injuries going into this Dallas matchup that should impact things. But if you're telling me the Eagles are getting four, which is where they were at last time I checked on the Bet Rivers wagering menu, I do like it because bottom line, Eagles-Cowboys always could come down to a field goal. Uh, and I think the Eagles are equipped to go in there and uh, potentially win this game outright. So I'll, I'll take the four points. Okay, Ryan, before we move on to some of the other NFC East matchups for this upcoming week, I did want to keep it on the Eagles in terms of their futures odds that have been updated. And I know you said the value resides with the Eagles plus 550 to win the NFC East. With this, I mean, you know, that's obviously more so the value play per se. But their win total at 7, the over is minus 150, the under is plus 120. Of course, if you think they're going to win the division, they got to get over 7 wins. But would this be something you'd even be more inclined to rush to the counter to bet? Over 7 wins minus 150, you're laying a buck 50, but at least you can get the security of potentially pushing at 7. Yeah, I, I like the fact that you can push, right? I'm, I'm sure you've touched on this a lot when, when discussing uh, season win totals. I, I stay away from the six and a half, the seven and a half, et cetera. So that's enticing. But like you said, with uh, my thoughts around the NFC East, it's a value play with the Eagles at plus 550 at this point. But that, that's what I look for with these type of bets in the futures market. Like this season win total at seven at minus 150. I don't know what that's doing for me. You know, like I, I think it's too much of a roller coaster type of a season with the entire division. Um, so I think they have a chance to win it, which coupled with the plus uh, plus five fifty, I'm all for minus one fifty to get to eight or nine wins. I, I'm not sprinting to the counter for that. 
Okay, so we'll hold off on the win total a little bit. And, of course, we see their odds make the playoffs plus 295 as well. But, again, the value resides with a plus 550 to win the division. And that's the way Ryan is leaning. Uh, Ryan, let's keep it closer, though. Let's talk NFL Week 3 with some other NFC East teams. This game I have some interest in because it's a perfect teaser opportunity for the Bills going up against the Washington football team. Bills now down to 7.5. They were 8.5 earlier. Could still tease the Bills to just, you know, 7.5 down to one and a half, and that's the route I took. Do you think Washington has any path to winning this game, or do you like Buffalo to roll like they did last week? No, I, I don't like them to roll, and I just think this is a maybe prisoner and prisoner of the moment type of line from the odds makers because they know what the public is, is going to do and how they're going to react week to week. Uh, Buffalo with the huge win. Uh, week two, 35 to nothing, just an absolute dominant performance. Uh, but Washington, that's not going to be the case. I think that's way too many points. I love that you teased it down. Uh, that's what I would do if I'm looking to bet Buffalo. Otherwise, I'd probably stay away or, or lean to Washington. I think they're more than capable of going in there and covering a 7.5 uh, to 8.5 number. Agreed. And then, Ryan, finally, let's talk Falcons and Giants. Uh, Atlanta's catching three here on the road against the G-Men. Totals 47 and a half. Uh, this Falcons team is so volatile, and the Giants seem like they're going to disappoint you if you bet on them. So I, I don't really know what to do. I teased up Atlanta and actually paired it with that Bills play earlier. But uh, any faith in any kind of angle for this game that you see? I like Atlanta with the points. Man, listen, Danny, there, there's two words that backs my thought. Jason Garrett. Uh, it's like this offense is abysmal with the New York Giants. I don't trust them. I joked last week that they're a dumpster fire, uh, and I'm going to continue to ride that train until they prove otherwise to me. I, I think this Atlanta team is terrible as maybe some of the perception out there going up against a bad New York Giants team. If you're giving me points, I'll take them. It really just seems like that type of spot, right? I mean, if, if New York is laying it, it, it seems almost impossible to trust them, even though they're going up against this Atlanta team that, yes, has gotten off to a bad start. But you saw them hang with the ranks of Tampa Bay. They have the offensive talent there. Can Matt Ryan have the accuracy? Can he have enough time? And if there's a team he can do it against, I'm with you. I think he can be against the GMN of New York. So, again, New York lane three seems like a tall task, even though it's a short spread. But I'm with you, looking to take the points with Atlanta, if anything. But, hey, Ryan, we're up against it, my man. As always, appreciate you hopping on. Best of luck to your Eagles on Monday Night Football. We'll look to reconnect next week. Look forward to it, Danny. Thanks, man. At Wise Rye, where you can follow him on Twitter. And also, again, the host of the Philadelphia CityCast, wherever you get your podcast, five episodes a week. Ryan's got you squared away covering all sports Philadelphia with all of those betting angles. Speaking of betting angles, let's talk NFL futures, MVP odds that have been updated, and NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. We'll see where the value is next.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. All righty, folks, you know that BetRivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and BetRivers has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering their same game parlays in all of their pro football matchups, and they're bringing back their Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football is more rewarding at BetRivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to bet. Offers valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. one 532 in Virginia and Iowa. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. 
Okay, final segment here on a Wednesday. It is Rush Hour on VCD Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke 5, or you can follow me on Twitter, as for VEASAN, at VEASAN Live on the tweets. It's time to keep it going with the NFL, folks, but we are in the middle of the week, and what we typically have done, we did it last year, we've done it the first couple weeks, is updating these future odds. And I guess this is the second week heading into the third week. So this is the second week we're doing it this season, but my point is we're going to continue to update some of the most interesting, maybe peculiar, and just some biggest substantial differences with these future odds. And, you know, we did these ones last week, but I think they have the most value right now, and that's MVP and NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. So I want to update you on it consistently and weekly to see where we can get the best value. And I want to start with MVP because there were some movements naturally, and even with the guy in the front being Patrick Mahomes, last week he was plus 450, him and the Chiefs fall to the Ravens. Now you're getting Patty Mahomes at plus 550. Tom Brady, for example, he was 8-1 to one last week. He moves down to 6-1. to one. Kyler Murray, 11-1 last week. This week he is 7-1 to one at Bet Rivers. Matt Stafford last week was 11-1. He drops to 10-1. to one. Josh Allen goes from 12-1 to one to 11-1. Russell Wilson actually went from 13-1 up to 14-1. to one. Rodgers, 16-1, down to 14-1 this week. Dak Prescott last week was 16-1. Now he is 15-1. And then if you even keep going, Lamar Jackson, after his heroic performance against the Chiefs, goes from 20-1 to 16-1. Herbert's 20-1. Derek Carr making the list now at 30-1. So, looking at these guys in kind of the key categories, who's leading in each respective one? Well, passing yards is Derek Carr. He's got 817 total passing yards at this point in the season. He has the most among any quarterback in that list. Completion percentage, Dak Prescott, 76.5. He's leading the way as of this point. Touchdowns thrown. How about Tom Brady? The old man keeps it going. Nine touchdown passes as of this point. Interceptions. Russell Wilson out of that list, the only quarterback to have not thrown any picks thus point in the season. And then wins, it's tied, obviously, with Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Matt Stafford all have two wins. So what's important to kind of put out, too, you know, there's not the guy who really makes the list twice here except for when you count the wins and then the rest of the categories. But for substantial numbers early on, nothing really separates more than the other. But what's important to keep in mind is, and we did this last week, is whose odds may alter because of the matchup that they have, the favorable matchup that they have, and could be better to jump in sooner rather than later because of that. Well, Derek Carr, for one, taking on the Miami Dolphins at home. Uh, this is a spot where, in general, the Raiders should be favored, but even more so, you have no Tua Tungabailoa. Maybe that does better for the Dolphins. Who knows? But Jacoby Brissett going to be taken over. Derek Carr has a good opportunity. I know he was a little bit banged up, but realistically, he's going to play. Hopefully Josh Jacobs can play. That will bode even better for Derek Carr against the Dolphins. And I'm not saying Derek Carr is going to be MVP, but we've already seen him come down to 30-1. to 1. If he does really well in this game, he will get put on notice even more and could get as low as 20-1 to 1, perhaps. Lamar Jackson is next. Lamar Jackson has a great opportunity against a lowly team in Detroit. It's good as it would be to bet on Lamar Jackson because assuming they win and he does well, yes, his odds are going to move down. Long term, I don't think Lamar Jackson's your guy. You know, we were just talking about this the other night with Tim Benson. There's so much reliability on Lamar Jackson that it seems like it's going to take an effect at some point, and maybe it doesn't, but I just don't think he's MVP caliber as of this point. And 
people have said that before, and he proved them wrong. I get it, but I just don't think this is a year for him, but he does have the favorable matchup. Dak Prescott, Monday Night Football. He's going to be in primetime division game against an Eagles team that he should be able to take advantage of. If the Cowboys could win, he'll probably move down a little bit. We got the ticket for comeback player of the year. That's the only thing I'm going to ride with Prescott. And then uh, you got Kyler Murray versus Jacksonville. Murray's a guy who obviously made a lot of noise after week one, had a good win against the Vikings, albeit maybe didn't deserve it. But now you're getting Jacksonville, who he should be able to pad the stats against once again. So Murray should probably move down from 7-1 to even lower. Uh, Russell Wilson versus the Vikings. Not saying he's going to win per se, but would be a big win if he does. And more importantly, though, he's going to pad his stats against this weak, weak Vikings secondary. That win would help even more. Now, some other notable areas to look at. Matt Stafford can beat the Bucks. That would be a huge win. That would shift his odds a decent amount. Tom Brady over the Rams. You got the age narrative already. You got him throwing nine touchdown passes. He is still cruising. If the Bucks continue to dominate against his very favorable schedule, hence why we took their win total over, Tom Brady is going to be in line to win this MVP award. The age narrative is going to be tremendous. Rodgers over the 49ers. Struggles out in the West Coast. That would be a big win, but I'm not trusting Aaron Rodgers this year. To win it back-to-back -back is hard enough. To win it with as bad of a defense as it looks like he's going to have is going to be an obstacle in itself. So I think the guys you really got to keep an eye out for if you want to jump in sooner rather than later could be Tom Brady at 6-1. to one. It, I know it's not the best and the highest value when it's early, but he's going to move down if he beats the Rams. Kyler Murray at 7-1. to one. He's going to move down after Jacksonville more than likely when he pads his stats. But realistically, long-term, I think your better option would be to trust Tom Brady because of that narrative, because of the more favorable schedule, than it would be over Kyler Murray. So at this point, I probably would circle out Tom Brady at 6-1 to and still consider Russell Wilson at 14-1. to Again, he hasn't thrown any picks. It's a game they should have won against the Titans. and We'll see what he can do against Minnesota. If he wins this game, Seahawks are going to be looking fine. Russell Wilson's MVP odds are going to be looking fine as well. But let's go ahead, move on to a different futures category. Let's talk NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. Last week, absolutely loved the angle of going with Mac Jones at 5-1. to And now we see the kid down to plus 350. So we went from 5-1 to to plus 350. Then our boy here in Chicago, Justin Fields, getting a little bit of love. Going from 6-1 to to 4-1 to now to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Jamar Chase coming in that number three spot with his odds at 7-1. Trey Lance, for some reason, still up there at 8-1. Najee Harris, 10-1. Trevor Lawrence drops down. He was the favorite all along. We begged you to avoid him, and hopefully you did. He's down to 10-1. Kyle Pitts, 11-1. Rondale Moore is 11-1. Rondale Moore, 11 catches on 13 targets, 182 receiving yards, and one touchdown. And he's playing the Jags this weekend. Want some value? Maybe Rondale Moore could be your guy. And Zach Wilson, just noting this out, Zach Wilson drops to 25-1. to 1. I know he was a guy that I mentioned it, Jeff Parles mentioned it, had value because he was going to start right away and was at double digits. But now it's even come to fruition that, hey, even though that's the case, you're on the Jets and the Jets are going to hurt you. But look, the move to me still is Mac Jones at plus 350. Yeah, you're not getting as great a value. I understand that. But at the end of the day, he has been the most consistent starter early on here. He is going to be, and the Patriots have, probably the most solid team compared to a lot of those guys. And it's probably going to be a quarterback. As good as Jamar Chase is doing, he still has to compete with the likes of T. Higgins, with the likes of Tyler Boyd in a tough schedule that Cincinnati has. And as fun as it would be to bet Justin Fields, you know, 4-1 is a little bit too low for me to bet him. And I have faith in him, don't get me wrong. 
But what scares me is, one, you maybe are not going to have a great performance out of him in his first career start against the Browns, so maybe he'll get better value. And even furthermore, I mean, Matt Nagy says when Dalton is healthy, he is going to be the starter. So we still don't know what kind of crazy decisions the Bears head coaching staff is going to make. So hold off on Justin Fields. Hold your horses on Fields. Give him a little bit of time to either get acclimated or be known as a consistent starter. But Mac Jones is still your play here, plus 350. Again, I, I get it. You're missing a little bit of the value here because it went down. But at this point, in my mind, there's no one else. It's Mac Jones plus 350. And again, anything crazy can happen. And, you know, you'd maybe want to look at a guy like Najee Harris at 10 to 1 because of all the action he's getting and even more so now. But the offensive line is going to hurt him. Rondale Moore, like we said, 11 to 1. Could be intriguing. Could be intriguing. But you're still competing with A.J. Green, with DeAndre Hopkins, and an offense that has so much talent been a fun story right now but once they start playing good defenses we'll see how Rondale Moore and the Cardinals shape out but Mac Jones plus 350 would be my selection for NFL offensive rookie of the year at this point and then MVP don't forget about Tom Brady baby he's old but he's got the narrative and the talent playing in his favor Russell Wilson at 14 to 1 not a bad look either okay that's going to wrap it up for another edition of Rush Hour thank you for joining us we'll catch up again tomorrow with plenty of props and outlook on Thursday Night Football. Until then, take care. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.